Hello, my name is Philip Mirton, and today we are going to have a conversation beyond science and religion. Breaking new ground in thinking, exploring the outer limits of what we know about the world and ourselves, unhindered by common beliefs and perceptions. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion, taking on subjects from the Big Bang, the multiverse, and evolution to the supernatural and the new rising consciousness. This is where scientists, philosophers, New Agers, and spiritualists come together to discuss where this world may be heading. Now, here's your host, lawyer, philosopher, and the author of The Heaven at the End of Science, Philip Meriton. Now, one of the things I try to do on this show is to show the overlapping with science and spirituality, to show how these two different fields of thought are showing signs of convergence. We really have two camps. We have the matter first camp, which is the science camp, and that's the camp of the Big Bang and, and where matter is preeminent. And then we have the spirituality camp where consciousness or spirit comes first. And to sort of frame this discussion today, the topic of which is achieving clarity of consciousness, I'd like to read a quote. The quote is, For philosophy, the real difficulty lies in the spatial and temporal multiplicity of observing and thinking individuals. Well, first of all, what does that mean? That means, I think, how do you explain the many? How do you explain how many people there are if all is one? And here's the end of the quote. If all events took place in one consciousness, the whole situation would be extremely simple. So who wrote this? An Eastern mystic? A New Age writer? No. The author of that quote was Aaron Schrodinger, the discoverer of one of the most famous equations of all time, and this is the wave equation of quantum physics. He was also the winner of the 1933 Nobel Prize in Physics. I'd also like to point out that the new issue of New Scientist magazine, the headline cover story is, We've run out of, of explanations for the universe. What's next? In other words, they've run out of explanations where matter comes first. So this is the question we keep coming back to. If consciousness is, in fact, fundamental, if indeed for science to explain the universe they're going to have to involve consciousness then we're going to have to do a better job of understanding it mastering it and working with it and this brings us to today's guest who I'm going to call the amazing Cala de Sol who comes to us today from Ibiza Spain she's the author of a unique book entitled vision of beauty living in the clarity of consciousness loving life unconditionally now one thing she does in this book is she manages to bridge prose and poetry as well as any other book out there in this genre and those are my words welcome to the show call it's great having you hello hello Philippe. hello well, everybody well well first of all uh, we are all. I, I want to. I want you to describe first of all where where you're at, uh, Kala, because uh, I think you're you're living in a place where a lot of us uh, in the U.S. are probably envious. Why don't you describe just a little bit about uh, the island that that you're living on? Okay, this is a small Mediterranean island next to Palma de Mallorca. Um, 
and um, it's very, it's very, it's a very intense island, you know. Uh, it's very well known because of its discotheques. It's a touristic island, so it's very well known because it it has fantastic discotheques. You know, people <laughs> all over the the world come to see that. But but at the same time, it's a very spiritual island. You know, um, all the people that live here that are from all over the world because it's an international island. Um, meditate and um, do um, yoga and meet to sing together and to to do spiritual practices. You know, we are all interested to live a relaxed life, integrated uh, with nature. Nature here is fantastic. I tell you, we, we are surrounded by nature. Um, at, the, at this precise moment, I'm at, I'm at home in front of the sea, you know, and I see the seagulls dancing <laughs> in the sky and yeah. the palm trees. Well, well, it's, well it's, it's sort of, it all sort of fits into to your book, you know, A Vision of Beauty, and, it's, and part of it is uh, your, your sort of inspiration, it seems to me, from... From where you're, not only from where your head's at, but but where your but where your physical body is at. You, I think you you indicate, uh, I think at the end of the book, that that you did a lot of it sitting on a beach, or or at least you wrote you you uh, were inspired by by being outdoors. And there 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 has to be something to this this sort of unity with nature that that helps inspire us or inspires a writer to maybe get more in tune with what really is was there was there something with you in connecting with nature and writing your book yes absolutely you know i i feel i feel totally balanced in in that sense in the sense that uh, for me the most important is to recognize my own nature, to feel integrated to my own nature, and to understand that there is no difference between outer nature and inner nature. So when I get lost in the woods, you know, I go to walk in a place where there are no cars, no houses, no electric wires, you know, yeah. and I'm alone in the middle of nowhere, uh, or, or now here, I would say, rather say now here, <laughs> in the middle of now here, I disappear as, as Kala, the personality, and I become totally integrated to, to, to what I feel, you know, and, and the perfume of the pine trees, uh, the, the, the air caressing my skin, you know, and I start uh, feeling when I am there, I, 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 I recognize what is real and what is not, you see. But um, I want to say that you don't need to only do that uh, to come to the point where I arrived, you know. You can arrive to the, to, or, or rather you can go back to who you really are, wherever you are, sitting at your office or, or, or in the middle of the city, because who we are is inside, not outside. Once you recognize it inside, one, once you know who you are, then you, you feel it in all you do, in all you think, 
in, in, in any action you, you take, you see. And for that, you don't have to do anything because it's something that, that um, belongs to you because we are all consciousness, really, you see. We forgot who we are to play the game of life, you see. To, to, play, to play the material game, we forget who we are so that we become totally entertained in time and space and we, got, we get lost in the game. But yeah. we suffer so much because we, we are in a space that is not real, you know, that is full of temptations and, and um, false beliefs. So when you are there, you you do you, you feel an emptiness. You, see, you feel there is something wrong with you. That you feel that you're missing something. And no matter how much you get, or how successful you are, or what a beautiful and comfortable life you lead, or in which paradise you have your house, if you don't know how to get back home, you see that to the world where, from where we never left really because we are not separated, you yeah. see, we always... Yeah, yeah. Yes. One of the things that, I, that, I, that really uh, resonates with me, there's a, there's a book uh, which I have somewhere in my library here, it's called Wherever You Go, There You Are, and mm -hmm. it really says it all, in fact, you may not even need to read the book because the title is so powerful. But what it tells me is that unless you fix, look at how you perceive the world, how you, how you uh, manage the world, what your attitude is, it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to bring that perspective with you. And, and as you point out in your book, and you know, I've, I've, en I've entitled this show uh, Achieving Clarity of Consciousness, because, because one of the things that I think we need to do in the modern world is to really start integrating some of these old age practices, some of these old age truths into our daily lives. And, and this, what you're saying is sort of, to me, an updated version of the old Buddhist teachings about not getting lost in the material world and and finding finding the true self and you know th the problem that we have i think sometimes is that is that we tend to have these ideas while we're uh in bed while we're meditating while we're driving a car but then as soon as we get into the rumbo jumbo of modern life uh we start losing it because of peer pressure because of distractions and and so I think a lot of a lot of what this comes down to is sort of mastering, mastering your mind, mastering your attitude, and, and, and so 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 what I like to do uh, because I think your opening comments sort of set a lot of the tone here, but what I like to do is take a step back first and let's just talk about consciousness. Everybody uses this term, from the quantum physicists to the New Agers, to the to the neuroscientists, uh, and I, I, I'm not sure whether everyone agrees uh, what the term means, but what, what do you mean by the term consciousness? Okay. For me, consciousness is all that exists. 
For me, God is consciousness, life is consciousness, and absolutely, I include in that all that is alive, I include the universe, I include the stars, the moon, the sun, I include all human beings, animals, plants, stones, rocks, even the, 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 the circumstances of life are consciousness. We, we say all that we see is the manifestation of God, is the creation of God, but it's not exactly so. God is the manifested. God, consciousness, which is absolutely the same. You can use the, the, the word, the terminology you prefer that, that resonates with your soul because it doesn't matter the concept, you know, is what, 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 what I'm trying to, to, to explain is what is important. Um, so consciousness is all you feel all you see, all you perceive, all your experience, all the manifestations that constantly change, everything is God, even, even what we don't like. Because some people think that consciousness means that you are going, not going to suffer anymore in your whole life if you are conscious that you are not going to feel anymore, you know, like a robot. Uh, many people want to get enlightened and live in total state of consciousness because they think they won't suffer anymore. But um, you see, the, the only way not to suffer anymore is really, first of all, to understand that suffering is part of life. And we are life. We are alive, we are life, we are God, we are consciousness. And that's what I mean when I say to return to our natural place and is to understand that all we are looking for, we already have, we are already here. It's not over there, you know, it's not a way far and away from myself that I will find the clarity of consciousness. It's in me. All that I have to look for is inside me. So to start with, I have to recognize and acknowledge all I feel, including what I reject, including what I don't approve, including pain, sorrow, including feeling miserable, including accepting to myself that I could be helpless, that I could be powerless, including absolutely everything, because you see, if we don't include absolutely everything, we cannot live consciously because we are divided. If I say, I'm the amazing Caladel Sol, as you called me before. <laughs> <laughs> I sort of like that. I sort of, I sort of, I sort of like that. <laughs> I don't believe I'm amazing at all. I, be, I believe I'm just one more in this incredible manifestation. And although we all have our uniqueness, I also know that there is no difference between you and I, Philippe. And I know that your suffering is my suffering. And I know that your fears are my fears, you know. And I understand how people feel because I went inside myself with lots of being brave, you know, because you have to be brave and you have to engage yourself and commit 
Yeah, yeah, let me let me yeah, yeah, let me let me set let me let me draw some some parallels here for a moment because because there are a number of people fields of thought that would hold that all is consciousness. And it's not it's not a, it's not a how can I put this? It's it's an age-old perennial truth or at least an observation by a lot of wise folks. It's also something that is coming more and more to the forefront in quantum mechanics from those who read books by, for example, Amika Swami and yours truly, that, that with the inextricable link between the physical world, the quantum, and consciousness, it looks as if consciousness is at the root of what we call reality. But it also, it also, you're also saying something else, which I will, I'd like to draw a parallel to some of the, uh, some of the uh, Western idealist philosophers, without getting too esoteric here, there's one. There's one guy, Schelling, who had a very had had a very succinct, concise quote on this. He basically said something along the lines of, um, "Nature is the mind made visible. Nature, the invisible mind." And if we if we replace those terms with the terms consciousness or God. Uh, I think what you're saying, and I would completely agree with it, that the world we view is really an expression of consciousness. And, and that is what I think is true, by the way. And I think that that's where, that's where things are heading. One of, one of the um, facts that, that I think is really amazing when you, when you read uh, about sort of more orthodox religion, and I'm preparing for an interview I'm doing in, I think, next week, with Rabbi Wayne Dosick uh, on the Bible, but a lot of folks look around for miracles. You, you know, they want to see uh, water turn into wine, or they want to see the fish multiplied from the from the um, basket of, of fish. They want to see, uh, you know, uh, angels come down from heaven. Well, we already have a miracle, and people people forget about it. People forget about that we're already living in a miracle, which is the miracle of life. At least that's the way I look at things, and and so and so I I I think what we need to do here, not only right now but in in life in general, is to look at the world with greater clarity. And this is where your your pointers or your book comes in because you're emphasizing the importance of getting a clarity of consciousness and and why don't you speak a little bit about what you mean about about clarity of consciousness okay um, first of all what I said before you are not to recognize that we are not separated that we are not we, we, we that we belong you know it's like when you see a movies you know and the movies you're watching at the movie at the movies, and you want to take a character out of the movie. You cannot, you see, you cannot because you are not so powerful, you see. So you cannot take yourself out of the movies. And life is it is one movies, you know, where multiple manifestations are occurring at the same time, and you are immersed in that, you know, and. Life is immense and it's your life as well. So before you mention that when you get lost in the material world, you forget about your meditation and about how nice it was to be peaceful. But you forget 
because what, what, what we, we normally do is we fight life, you see. There are many methods and techniques trying to teach that we can control our life. And you know that for me it's absolutely, it, it's, a, it's a lost battle to try to control your life. And because we are trying to control our life, and because we are trying, we are in war with our life, you know, rejecting what is happening, trying to change it desperately, and getting tense because we want to get what we want and not what life is offering us, then we become stressed and miserable, and then we blame our wife, our husband, our, uh, our, our boss, and our health, you know, the environment, the government, you know, and, and to be conscious is to be conscious, first of all, that we have been invited to visit this, this incredible manifestation that we call life, that it's a miracle, and that we are not going to be here as human beings forever, although our spirit is eternal, we are going to be here as human beings for a short while or a long while. How, how, I, it doesn't matter if it's short or long, really, but what it matters is how intensely and consciously we live it. And to be conscious means to be present, to be present in the movement that is occurring at this precise moment, you see? Not trying to, to go back to the past, not trying to visit the future, because then we lose the only moment we can live with awareness that is here now. Okay, so, so uh, first of all, this is Philip Mirton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. We're talking to Cala de Sol from Ibiza, Spain, about the clarity of consciousness. And I'd like to, I'd like to follow up something here, Kala, the, uh, that, that comes from your book and sort of what you said. And I, I like to get clear on this for my own clarity of consciousness. And that is, it seems as if you're, you might be saying that, let's say life is a story or a screenplay that somebody else is writing. Let's say the great mind or God is writing the story, and we're actors, actresses in this story. Are you saying that that to achieve, say, maybe happiness is, is one way to put it, or contentment, that we, that we should sort of go with the flow of life, uh, go with the flow of our role, the lessons, and not try to sort of change direction uh, or not try to control where it's going? Is that, is, is that what you're saying? Well, the first thing I say is forget about controlling anything. Okay. Because if you want to live, to live at peace, if you want to, 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 to feel calmness and you, feel, you want to, your heart to be tranquil and happy, you cannot try to control life because life is so much more powerful than we are, you see. Now, am I saying that I have to stay like a zombie watching life without moving? 
that is absolutely and utterly impossible, you see. Even if you say, I'm not going to move the whole day, you will. You will because you will want to eat and you will get up and you will want to stretch and you will stretch. You know, I mean, I don't mean stay still. I mean, accept life as it is. Embrace all that happens as it is and then act, do, solve, move, but feeling peaceful because you are not going against the tide. Yeah, I think I think that's important. I think it's important here because this this is sort of uh, a very important point, and it, it it sort of brings in a lot of different issues. And one of them that I want to focus on right now is is the is the relationship with what you just said about going with the flow of life, with the concept of intuition, or going with your heart, because because you know let's suppose that we do have these roles to play. That that going with the flow of life is is the way to contentment. But but we all have these urges. We all have these senses. I mean, for example, something led you to write your book. And and I take it that I mean that's that was something that you decided to do. I assume, and you wrote your book, and you moved yeah. to Spain from Argentina. And, yeah. and so and so why don't you speak a little bit about about you know what what somebody could do as a practical matter to sort of reconcile all of our urges to like um, control our destiny or to or to be better people or to be more successful all those urges we have but then to at the same time do as you're saying which is that live in the flow of life why don't, why don't you speak to that sort of um, sort of contrast in, 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 in positions there. You see, um, we go back to what I said before. If we need to be better, it's because we feel there is something wrong with us. And to start with, there is nothing wrong with us. Uh, what we, the shift we want to make is, the, is a shift in consciousness from confusion to clarity. And for that, we have to understand that we don't have to pursue any destiny because we are living our destiny. This is our destiny. What we are living is our destiny. And there's no need to change it. This doesn't mean that in action, you know, this doesn't mean that I will sit looking at the sea the whole day and uh, breathing. No. You know, I would do what I have to do like anybody else, but from a different place. You see, a place where my mind is not agitated anymore. And you know that I give a method to, to learn um, to, to detect the painful thoughts so that, it, that the mind doesn't torture us the 24 hours a day, you know, and... Um, so once we have, we, we have detected the painful thoughts and we start not being affected by them, once we understood that we are not missing anything, that we are complete as we are because we have been created like this, you see. We didn't create ourselves. We have been created like this. God is me. You see, God 
It's not that God created me. God is me. I am God, you see. Um, in, the, in the form of a human being and with the limitations of my physical body. But when I live here, even if I live in consciousness, if, even if I am peaceful, even if I have achieved um, the mastery of my thoughts in the sense that, of course, I cannot disactivate my mind because I don't have the switch off button because I didn't create this biocomputer that works by itself. You see, the mind works by itself and it's maddening. And that's one of the first things we have to understand, Philippe, you know, on, on our way to consciousness, on our way to clarity, is that we are not our mind. The mind is part of the human condition and, and part of the game of life, you know, is to um, um, recognize its mechanism that I explain, as you know very well in my, in my book, A Vision of Beauty, so that we are not affected by those thoughts, because we are the whole day threatened by the thoughts of our mind that are, that are telling you that you don't do things right, again you put your foot on it, again you scream at your wife, again you had a problem with your neighbor, um, you never fit in, you are always... Uh, um, um, well, you're always wrong, uh, definitely, to say it in, in a simple way. So, um, how do we live in clarity? Embracing life as it is and stopping this war we have with ourselves, not feeling worthy because we are worthy of everything that exists, because that's why we were put here and we have this privilege of being alive, you see? Well, well let's, so, let's, 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 be, let's, let's try to be real practical here for a second. Okay. Let's try to be real practical, because, because and, and you could use your own, your own experiences to, to illustrate this, but, but I, I'm, trying, I'm trying to um, understand here sort of what the main uh, sort of guidance is because I, I, I know in your book you, you, you have a couple great lines you say that everything comes from the heart for example and then you say life is very simple it becomes a problem when we fight against it and so and so in I know you give uh, training over the over the telephone and probably in person to folks what, what kind of concrete pieces of advice do you give to people to, to reach this clarity of consciousness? I don't really advise anybody, you see, because it's not in my hands hmm. to heal anybody. I see. You see, you heal your own self. What I do is I, 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 I put like signposts, you see, on your way so that I... It, send you back to your origins, you know. I, 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 I put some lights on your path so that I illuminate it and you, you have to walk through your path. I cannot walk for you, 
you see. So I put the power in yourself because I don't want anybody to become dependent on me. Right. I want you to be free as I am. And for that, that's why I said before, you have to have that unshakable commitment to your own life. Because that's all we have, Philippe. We don't have anything else, you well, see. Well, that is, that is, definitely, that is definitely true. And, and, uh, and, and, many, and many times we fail to appreciate sort of the, 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 the depth of that truth that we, we do get caught up in, in the day-to-day grind, the, the, the mundane, petty things that drive us away from our base. And I guess what, I, what, I'm, trying, what I'm trying to understand here is, is whether, whether you're saying something different than, than these sort of similar uh, ideas like, uh, like getting into the flow of life or getting in tune with the way and, and and sort of and and letting it happen as opposed to something else i mean i'm trying to i'm trying to understand whether you're going beyond or saying something different than than a lot of the teachings in this area i cuz i think you are going beyond that i think you're saying something even even more important and so i'm trying to get to the core here um of 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 your of your vision of your vision of beauty and and maybe and maybe that's maybe that's where we should go uh, is is you is you is you talking about what you mean by vision of beauty okay um no you see words are just concepts right. so um, um all those words sound wonderful you know and for a moment bring um, a relief to your soul, you know, to hear uh, everything's going to be okay, uh, flow with life. Right. I don't want you to, to, to only repeat words. What I want is, um, the, I want you to experience what I'm saying. That's why I say in my book, you know, you you have to live in your in, in in yourself, under your skin, in your soul. What I what I'm what I'm transmitting, what I'm sharing with you. You see, um, that's why also I give a certain. Although you know, to return to who you are, you don't need a book. You don't need to read anything. You don't. You need nothing because you already are what you're looking for. If you haven't reached that state yet, then for those who who, who are still suffering, I give some um, very clear points. You know, like stop struggling with what happens. You see, because. When you're in war with yourself, with who you are, if you don't like who you are and you want to change, if you don't accept that you are that person, if you don't see your rage, you see, if you don't accept you do feel anger, how can you get rid of it? So what I say is accept yourself as you are. Go inside. 
feel what you are feeling. Don't deny. Don't put the blame on, on others. Yeah, I think I think that that I think that that's good because I and and as you were talking there, I was thinking about the you know this concept of of praying to something outside of you for something outside of you to make you better. I mean that that happens. I I've, I've simplified it, but but a lot of folks pray to some to a, uh, to somebody else or to something else to make them better. And I think what you're saying is that everything we have is inside of us we we in many ways maybe we're overthinking the problem um, yeah. and and so and so it really becomes getting to know yourself and and being real and being natural and i think i think that that makes a lot of sense the 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 difficulty i have right now is and maybe this is just the american mindset but but or maybe it's a darwinian concept but we but there's also this urge about getting better about improving but and, you see you get better right. so much better you get immense when when you stop fighting life yeah because that's what you I, see, okay. obstacles obstacles okay. become huge when you fight them because you cannot go against life Right. Okay. Now I'm you getting see? it. And and then, but let me let me say something before you said that we pray. You know, when we want to get something, we pray when we are desperate. We pray. We pray when we did something that we know is wrong, and our consciousness is telling us that you, our mind is telling us you did something wrong. Now you're going to be punished. So you start. They're praying to God, please, please forgive me, forgive me, I won't do it again. Right. If you forgive me, I promise, I promise I won't do that again. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And you know who we are praying to? Well, you I... know who we are I, praying to? We uh, are praying to ourselves. Right. I that's what we don't know, on you see. Right, I always, that's, I just want to, first of all, this is Philip Merton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. We're talking to Kala de Sol from from Spain, who's joining us from Spain today, and we're talking about achieving clarity of consciousness. And, and I was going to say there that, that certain things are indisputable, that when you do pray, you are definitely praying to yourself. I mean, whether you're praying to somebody else and whether he or she is listening is something we'll never know, but you're definitely praying to yourself. And I like to say that prayer is really a moment of sincerity with yourself. That's really what it is. I mean, that it sort of yeah. focuses, it really focuses your sincerity upon yourself. And so I, I have nothing against prayer. What I, what clarity, I, you know, what you. I have an issue with is praying, is praying to, praying to something else to make you better. Because that, that seems to me to be a sort of an indirect way and maybe a futile way to accomplish the goal. Um, I, I like to now. There's there's a lot of really nice um, lines and, and and phrases in in your in your book. Um, one of them. May, may I just I'm sorry, say I'm something? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Carla. Before you finish, uh, you see what you said. You know that it's a moment of sincerity with yourself. That's already clarity, Philip. Right. That's already clarity because uh, uh, people, you know, when they get lost in themselves, you know, 
they don't, they don't, they wouldn't admit they are talking to themselves because they are really asking forgiveness for themselves. You see, right. because you see, God, what I, what I call God, what I call consciousness, is totally impersonal. It's totally impersonal. And that God we are talking to is personal. It's a personal God. It's our personal God, right. you see. And, um, and uh, we, we, we go to that space in ourselves when we, we are desperate. Uh, because, you know, we know when we do something is not right. And that's why we are not at, at peace. Because the only way to be peaceful and to enjoy life is to be honest and pure to your eyes, you see. Because the eyes of others are the eyes of others, and we, we, we don't get anything from the eyes of others. The only good eyes is to look at ourselves with good eyes, you see, and to understand that as we are, we are perfect, we are complete. That doesn't mean that I will go on doing what is wrong, you see, with something that hurts others. But once I understand that I am completing myself, all those things naturally dissolve, you see, naturally dissolve, and we start functioning with what I call um, divine intuition, which is something we don't need to to grab or to know or to prepare or to learn. It's a, it's a gift from from consciousness. It's, it's a gift we have, and when we have that gift, we act through intuition, and all that comes out of you is a vision of beauty, like my book. That's why you like it, you, you know, because I didn't write it with my mind. The other three or four books I have about the same subject were written with my mind. I, I, not even myself I can read them, I tell you. <laughs> because, you know, it doesn't touch my heart. And when I read A Vision of Beauty, although it's my, my own book, I, of course I don't know it by heart. And if I open any page... I feel touched myself because it wasn't written by the little person Kala. It was it was written in a higher state of consciousness, and that's why it it, it 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 was it came out like that. So what I'm saying is that to survive in this society, believe you don't need to struggle. You see, because you become so much more efficient with less movement, with less um, effort, when you flow with your intuition because you have clarity of consciousness. Yeah, so, I, yeah I, want, I, want to, I want to add something here, and that is, I would call it in the, in the radical vein, although it's, it's, I think it's true to what you're saying, and that is a lot of us in, in, the, in the modern Western mindset we sort of look at life like a trajectory, the the but the trajectory is something like uh, save up enough money to retire, and 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 the the trajectory that I would suggest that I think is much more healthy 
is the trajectory is r rising to a higher level of consciousness and becoming true to yourself and then seeing what happens after that um, because I, I think that uh, over time you know people people get older but I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing we should be getting wiser and more in tune with ourselves and and so it's easier and my point here is that it's easier I think to follow these principles this this higher consciousness this clarity this waking up whatever terms we're using here if you if you if you follow that path through your life and you set that as sort of your destination so the destination is not going anywhere the destination is understanding yourself the uh, destination okay. is going inside because right. there is nothing more important this is what i want to transmit if you ask me tell me one thing you want to transmit from the many things that i could have transmitted on my book is there is only one important thing and it is how you live your days you see how you live your life because what's the point of having a mansion you know the most incredible villa and being a millionaire if you are suffering all the time right. if you have a certain moment of euphoria and you know when you show your belongings and you show how successful you are to the eyes of others when inside you you feel so miserable right so right. you know and then what's the point of saving money for when you are old if, if maybe you die before you're old you know what i mean live now 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 is your yeah. opportunity yeah now is the only opportunity we have yeah and, well and that true. doesn't mean quit your job leave your wife no 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 it means go inside find your inner source and from there, live your life. Laugh from your inner source. Scream from your inner source. Jump. Dance. Fight. Do what you want. But consciously, knowing what you're doing. Not because really, what we don't realize is that being so active, with your mind you really live like a zombie in a way because you don't know what you're doing you don't know where you're heading at yeah well there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of a lot of zombies out there because there's a lot, there there are a lot of people i mean and i think if you know if if nothing else our, our modern society is is in many ways i would say in a state of revolt and and by that i mean a uh, we have a lot of people who are following sort of the standard trajectory, which is which is the money, the big house, the big cars, save up for retirement, and then worry about running out of money uh, to pay your 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 medical bills. But then we have the B, which is a lot of folks like you, and ho and to a degree me are realizing that's not really the path to happiness. That we have to break that trajectory, and that we have to find some way to understand this this depth of consciousness inside of us and and before we close and once again this is philip Miriton. this is conversations beyond science and religion uh, at the end of your at the end of your book Hala, you you talk uh, about these steps 
to yeah. achieve clarity. And I like to have you touch upon a couple of them. We probably don't have time to cover all of them, but I thought that the steps were very were very helpful because because now now you're saying th that after the very after the sort of the poetic way you framed your your message now you get to some steps that that the reader could follow to sort of implement some of these um, some of these uh, signposts as you call them so why don't you talk about a, a, a step or two um, that the listener could could try to um, maybe understand and incorporate into their own lives well you see the steps are um let's say like um, a way to rec you see we live between optimistic thoughts and um painful thoughts i don't call them positive or negative because um i i i'm not into that tradition so i prefer to use my own terminology for that you see painful thoughts are all the thoughts that make you suffer and optimistic thoughts are natural thoughts, you see, thoughts of joy that come when you are not under the domination, the threat uh, of, um, of the mind, because the mind is maddening. We have to understand that. So the steps um, are, are, are like um, a guidance, but the whole book leads to clarity, but the steps are um, a way of, um, you know, like, you know, printing them and taking them with you wherever you go. And uh, when you start suffering, you go running to a corner and start asking yourself, like the first one I ask you, which is the painful thought that has, has created the ill feeling? Yeah, so we all have recurrent thoughts, you see, that make us suffer. Um, nobody loves me. Um, all that I do is wrong, um, whatever, whatever you feel. I'm afraid that my husband will leave me. I'm afraid to lose my job. Right. And I won't, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Right. I'm right. I can never get right. I can never do anything right. Everyone always yeah, criticizes me. Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. That's good. Okay. Yeah. 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 What if I get a cancer? What if I lose my job? You know, you know, we all feel the same, you know, what right. if my, uh, oh, I found um, the lover I wanted my whole life, and what if he stops loving me, you know? We are never happy, you see? No matter how successful we are, we want more, and, and we never stop um, the dissatis this um, um, core insatisfaction, dissatisfaction that comes from feeling divided, separated from our souls, you see? So... What you have to to do is to ask yourself, uh, oh, what if I lose my job? So you, you say to yourself, is that happening here now at this precise moment? Is this threat real? And you have to be totally um, um, honest about the answer. You cannot go like, well, there is a crisis. No. Or oh, somebody told me. No. Is it happening? Have you been told that... Uh, you are going to be replaced or that uh, you are not going to have that job anymore. No. So, okay. So, uh, so what you do is you go on and you try to feel what are the emotions that arise in you when you have a painful thought. 
you see, and 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 you say, you, you, yeah, you this, see, yeah, this is really that. good. I I didn't want to. This this is this is really good because it's amazing how many people conjure up these fears in their brains and they tie themselves in knots. I mean, a classic example to me is when is in this is this is in the U.S. It probably is is uh, worldwide, but when you're but when you're really young and you're trying to ask a a girl out for the first date, and you and you go through all these all these thoughts about I'm going to get rejected, and and they're going and she's going to hang up the phone, she's going to think I'm, I mean, and all these things. I mean, to me, it, it's exactly on point because as you point out in your book, has it really happened? No, and you could say the same thing for for sending you know for trying to get something published uh, or applying for a job. Well, I, I'm not going to apply for this job because I'm going to get rejected, and I'll never win. You put the no, you see. Right, you put the no, right. And it's right. the worst enemy, you see. Right. I think it's really At good. It's your conscious. I like that. It's your conscious. Yeah. You're your worst enemy. Yeah. No, not the circumstances, not the environment, not the others. You yourself are your worst enemy. Yeah. So that, I think I think that that in itself is 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 really is really uh, I think therapeutic. So so the the steps here are are really are really helpful and and I want to recommend folks uh, look up this book A Vision of Beauty by Kala De Sol and it's it's really a unique book in this area because it really does as I said earlier bridges. Uh, prose and poetry, and as she writes here, this and as as Kala just said, this is something written from the heart. And I and I and I know what you're saying when when you talk about how when something does come from the heart, you read it even if you wrote it, you read it yourself, and you think, God, where did that come from? Because <laughs> I don't remember writing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, it happened. It's happened to me once in a while. Although I, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm also a lawyer, and so we tend to use our brains. We, you know, we tend to overuse our brains. Uh, so that kind of thing happens to be less frequently, but but it's really a good it's really a good lesson. So I I like you, Kala, to talk a little bit about how folks could could get in touch with you a little, little bit more about what you're doing and about your book. Go. Okay. Don't worry about being conscious. Don't worry about getting enlightened. Just live your life here now from inside, accepting all that happens in yourself and outside as part of your life. Don't exclude, include, include, include. Embrace, accept. Okay. Uh, well, you see, you can go to my web, www.caladelsol with K. Cala is with K. Caladelsol.com or um, Gmail me, caladelsolgmail.com. You get my book at createspace.com or amazon.com because it's not in the bookstores. Uh, paperback and soon also Kindle and um, and I also want to say something Philippe sure. because I think we are getting to the end of the interview I want to express my gratefulness to this girl Rizon Jacom who put me in touch with you because she did it 
out of love, you know. She she loved my book. She thinks the work I do is worth um, is is worthy, and uh, she wants to support my work. And I I want to tell you that it has been a real pleasure to talk to you. It's so well, well, you know, so intimate, so so fr friendly. You know, well, it was. I had a very good time talking to you, Philippe. Well, well, it's 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 been it's been really it's been really enjoyable. I I like to uh, again um, once in a while uh, there there is there's something different that comes across uh, the uh, you know the stream of books out there. This you know this book is different. I also want to point out that if you go to Kala's website. Uh, it is in Spanish, but I know it's but, in English but, also. But then I just discovered something this morning myself. It, when you when you click on um, Google Translate, it translates it into English. At least at least that's what? what it at least that's what it did for me. So it really is it really is uh, a neat website. In, you will see it's English and Spanish. Wow. Okay. Well, next time I'll do it that way. Uh, I I was trying to give <laughs> Google credit for translating your website, but I guess I can't give. I can't give Google. I thought it was one of those instant translation uh, features of, of Google. But I want to I want to close by by bringing this to a point of conclusion. You know, I started off this show with trying to make this big point about uh, science and spirituality coming to a point of convergence. And it to me, it is true. It is happening. It may take another hundred or two hundred years, but but if consciousness is fundamental, like a lot of us think it is, then, then we're, it's going to help all of us to achieve greater clarity in what consciousness is, what it means for us, and how it is possible for us to be part of this game of life, this thing uh, that we're living here on, on the planet Earth. And so... This, this achieving clarity of consciousness is something that we all, I think, are going to be spending a lot of time doing. And books like uh, Vision of Beauty, I think, are very helpful to allow us to get there. Kala, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. This is Philip Mirton. This is Conversations Beyond Science and Religion. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Conversations Beyond Science and Religion with Philip Meriton. To find out more about Philip and his new book, The Heaven at the End of Science, visit heavenattheendofscience.com.